We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Jagera people as the traditional owners of the land from which we are recording this episode. We are coming to you from Mianjin country. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. Alina, how are you? Oh, we're almost at the end of the year, Janine. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great year, but it's been a big year. I am exhausted. This is exactly what we said last year. I know. We said we are tired and we don't care. <laughs> we are. And that was the birth of Muck Up Day. Yes, and here we are doing it all again. Let's get into it. Let's go. It's Muck Up Day 2022 at Sister Doctor Squared. Two sisters, two PhDs, relentlessly curious about too many things. Welcome to Muck Up Day 2022. <laughs> it went I've well last got the giggles. year. <laughs> <laughs> People seem to really love it. In this uh, science podcast, we had an episode that had no science and it was it went quite well. <laughs> it did. <laughs> so we're here again. I really do have the giggles. Sorry. <laughs> I need to compose myself. <laughs> no, I was just saying before the music came in, I am exhausted, but I am really looking forward to this episode. We have done a little bit of thinking about the year and some reflecting and, yeah, it's been a huge year. So much has happened personally, professionally in the podcast. It's been good. So we're going to do a few of the segments that we did last year. Well, we've got a, a couple change up. You've got to change it up. You've got to mix it up. Yeah. But just to recap, what is Muck Up Day? I was just going to say that. We... Yes, we first did this episode last year and we called it Muck Up Day in the tradition of, at least here in Australia, where we went to school. The last day of school was called Muck Up Day. Mm -hmm. And it was the day where not a lot of work gets done. There's very little productivity. It's essentially the teacher's babysitting yeah, the students. Yeah, and a lot for, of pranks and a lot of that's right. muck, mucking around. Hence because my day. because it's the last day of school and no one has any motivation to do anything. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. So shall we start with what is the biggest thing we learned on the podcast? Hang on. This before year? we get into that, I just wanted to say that. Do you realize, Alina, it's episode twenty-one? So I just wanted to call out. I think that's a pretty big milestone for us because you know it's our twenty-first. All right. Yeah. Yes. Happy 21st to episode. Happy 21st to us. That's great. Some podcasters managed to get that done within a few months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess we should point out that um, we have day jobs. and <laughs> We do. I I've... have multiple day jobs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, what is the biggest thing that we've learned on the podcast this year? Janine, shall I go first? Yeah, sure. So for me... I think it was the evidence around going with your gut, which we mm. first mentioned, I believe, in Muck Up Day last year that we were going yeah, to do an I think episode we on that. Did because it had just started to come up for us. Yeah. yeah, we didn't know what we we're going to find. No, if anything, mm. but we did find some really great stuff. And the controlled experiment you shared, Janine, mm. it was about buying a car, so somewhat limited in context, but. We talked about that mm. and it showed that firstly, focusing on gut feelings led to a better decision when the decision was complex. Yes. It also showed that participants were more likely to feel confident and satisfied with their decision when it was based on their gut feeling and that overthinking the gut feelings led to worse decisions. Mm. And you and I talked about this Janine, we talked about how it was so at odds with how we've mm. been trained as scientists mm. to think. Mm -mm. Yeah, and a lot of my colleagues that are that I know from sciences commented on how helpful they found the episode too. So we're not alone, Alina. Well, there you go. That's, That's brilliant. Right. I have really applied it. I have applied it a lot this year. And there was also in that same episode the systematic review that I covered <laughs> looking at general practitioners, GPs oh, yeah, using right. their gut feelings yes. in the process of diagnosing cancer among their patients and that when gut feelings were reported by GPs, 
the odds of a patient being diagnosed with cancer were four times higher than when no gut feelings were reported. Very significant. It was fascinating stuff. And really our message was... It's not always going to be right, of course. No, but don't I think dismiss the gut yeah, feelings. That was the key because I would have done that a lot. Totally. In hindsight, I have done that a lot, and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm yes, factoring what nonsense. It in. This gut feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. So that was it for me. We've come full circle. Yeah, on the and thanks to everyone who got in touch about that episode and let us know that you found it helpful. That was really awesome to hear as well. So, what about you, Janine? For me, it would be one of the more recent episodes, the episode around music and emotion and the idea that when we're going through a difficult time in life, it can be really helpful to lean into creative activity to help process Mm. and get through it. Uh, I think I've instinctively done that at times, but now it's really conscious. I will definitely just go straight there. I think it's going to be really nice. And Mm. also uh, the episode around blue light, I think I said in the episode that I've been really good with my devices turning down the blue light, but I would still have all the lights on in my house and it just made mm. me realise that I really need to turn those off as well. Yes. It's and I not have. just your electronic handheld devices. No. So I've gone and purchased a fair few lamps. Fantastic. Well, on that note then, I can say that I have made some inquiries at... <laughs> An unnamed <laughs> optometrist and eyewear store that I happen okay. to be waltzing by <laughs> uh, to see about their blue light filtering oh, glasses. Oh, okay. So I'm still okay. So even got open them yet. for any offers, <laughs> any specials that I can assist with. Oh, uh, so they haven't flooded in yet. <laughs> no. But there's still time, people. Mental note, Lena's Christmas present. Okay. So very good. (laughs) All right. So what about the next thing I have on the agenda is the biggest thing that we learned in general this year. Oh, yes. And it's not necessarily a scientific thing. This is getting broad and sometimes personal. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. (laughs) So for me, I would say that this year I have gotten much more aware of the importance of self-care Yeah, for everyone, not just, you know, me as an individual. And self-care has a broad definition, of course, but for me, one of the things that I think I need to get better at is saying no mm. and saying no without feeling really bad about it. Have you noticed this, Janine? Yeah, now that you say it. Maybe a little Mm. bit, but in a good way. I've been thinking, you know, for example, if I need babysitting, I go to you first every single time. And I have Mm. noticed occasionally you will say you can't do it. And and I haven't been irritated at all. I go, okay, well, that's fine. I need to work out something else. It's not your responsibility to sort it out. So, yes, I have have noticed. Well, most of the time I say yes to that because I like doing that. But well, you, yeah, you do. I, but you used to mm. say yes every single time, and even, I would move even mountains you to would, do it. And yes. I would then feel bad going, "Oh no, mate, don't worry about it." And you're like, "No, no, no, I'll rearrange this. I'll do this." So yes. that's good. I actually have been. I mean, that mm. doesn't necessarily benefit me, but I'm overall happier because I can see that that's better for you. Well, actually, do you know? Yesterday, you had asked me to look after David, and I had a dentist appointment, yes. and so I said I couldn't. Yes, you did. Now. The dentist appointment was just a checkup. It wasn't an urgent thing. I could have easily moved that. And I said that to you, right? But yes. guess what? what? In my appointment yesterday, he actually found my dentist, hi, Paul. He actually found a chip in one of my fillings oh, and no. fixed it right there on the spot. Oh, so nice. it was very useful that I kept that appointment. Yeah, good. There's some self-care. Um, on that, Alina, are you available to babysit? This is genuine. Are you available to babysit on <laughs> Friday the 9th of December? <laughs> Um, You're already babysitting on the, on the Wednesday my, of that My week. people will get back to your people after Just we finish this Just remind me, we do need to discuss okay. that. But one more example is... <laughs> Feel free remember, to say no. <laughs> yeah, sure. My people will get back to you. Okay. Now... Just one more example before we moved on, because it's big things, it's small things, whatever. But do you remember recently, you had to go to, you know, that that place, that one of those... Like the random 
Swedish <laughs> furniture store places. You had oh, to go to one of those for something. That place that we now call hell in our family. You have a different name for it. I yes. went to hell. Yeah, I went down to hell. And you had to go to hell and you asked me to come and what did I say? I don't remember. I said no. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah, I remember that you didn't come, but I don't know if you said something more witty. Did you just say I no s- full stop? I don't remember. I, don't I just remember said either. no. And there you go. Fine. I really could. I don't know if you if it was important if you needed me for something, but I just gave you a flat no, no for that one. I was doing the um, what I've read about. It's called an errand hang. So when you when you're tight on time and you want to hang out with people, you could just invite them on your errands. It's called an errand. Oh yeah, hang. sure. I was doing oh, that. Yeah, I do and plenty of no. that. We do plenty of that, but I don't want to go to hell to buy a colon. <laughs> Janine went to hell to buy a colon. The mat that I bought is called a colon. And I said yes. to Alina, I'm going to hell to get a colon. <laughs> I said, I think I'll stay behind. <laughs> um, and lastly, speaking of speaking of things that suck and that we hate, COVID. <laughs> I think some of this is partly a hangover from COVID lockdowns because we were forced to slow down, you know, and Mm. part of that has really stayed with me in a very good way because Mm. I had COVID recently, as you know, Janine, and doing good self-care really served me well because I was very busy with work at that time. But I was also pretty sick. Yeah. And I looked after myself quite well during COVID. I think I had plenty of rest. I took rest when I needed it. And listeners, that is why this is your final episode of the year and there wasn't one before this one because I was sick. We were planning. Yeah, we had it ready and um, we had to abandon. We did. Because Alina said no and that's okay. I said no. (laughs) I wasn't up to it and my voice sounded like (laughs) Tom Smith. We'll get to that later. I had a very deep voice. It's still it's still a little bit there, I think. It's not quite fully yeah, recovered. Maybe Anywho, bit. those are my things. Janine, what have you? Yeah, well, I just want to say um, on my, you know, my Sundoku practice of collecting books and not reading them, mm. one of them in the pile, I'm going to try and attack these on the holidays, one of them is called When I Say No, I Feel Guilty about exactly mm. what you're talking about. It's been recommended to me and I'm going to read it. All right, pause it to me when you're done. I will. <laughs> Thanks. And so what has been your biggest learning in general in 2022? Mine is absolutely leaning into authenticity and self-acceptance. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if this is just a natural progression of the age that I am because I'm turning 40 in a few months because I saw this meme, okay? Listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) And this is from Molly Pretty. Your 30s are for unlearning all the conformity you picked up in your teens and 20s and getting back to the weirdo you were as a kid. Mm. And I, that really, I went, yeah, like it's funny, but I think it's true. That's insightful. Someone has replied, Roberts and Frippery have replied, you will complete this stage at 40 when you will turn into the feral version of the weirdo you were as a child, except now you have money and can drive. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then someone, sweater, kitten, How good is this handle? (laughs) Sweater Kittens Ahoy has said, I'm going to be 40 in a few months and this is very accurate. And I was like, yes, I I feel like this is true. So that's been what it's been about for me this year, working out who am I and who who was I as that feral child and getting Mm. back to that feral child. It's been great. And I also found this quote. So I've kind of, because this has been on my mind. Can I just ask a question because... Pondering on that quote, Janine, does that mean that when I turn 40, Mm. I will once again start sporting a mullet? I don't know, Alina. Is that your true, authentic (laughs) self? Well, that was the... We both had mullets. I had a feral mullet as a feral child. For any international listeners, I don't know, do people know mullets outside of Australia? I think they do. What is it? is a haircut that is short at the front and sides and long at the back. And I had one of those throughout a good chunk of my childhood. What did they say? Business out the front, party out the back. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) I can't believe our dad did that to us. (laughs) No, that was actually mum. Oh, mum had one as well. Yes, because I I wanted short hair and she said no. And it was a tragic compromise (laughs) to have short hair at the front as long as the back was long. So that's how I ended up with a mullet. I didn't I didn't choose a mullet for myself, Janine. It it was bestowed upon me. 
Oh, that's funny. I so I'm we'll thinking of a picture of you around. I think you're probably a seven or eight. And I would, can I have permission to share that on our Insta? Oh sure. <laughs> it's muck up day, so I don't <laughs> care. It's very cute. Go for it. All right. So yeah. So because this has been on my mind, you know, when something's on your mind, you just start noticing it everywhere. Yeah, so things in books, things in memes, everything, it's all been coming back to this for me this year. And I found Mm. this quote by Lao Tzu, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. Bam. Yeah, boom. That's it. That's very good. It is. This Good is on me- you, Janine. Janine shares a lot of memes and mostly they're just silly. So I, it's good to see that your meme culture is also <laughs> helping you with some really um, deep <laughs> self-analysis. I have multiple meme folders, Alina. I have primary meme folder, Keanu Reeves <laughs> meme folder. Yes. <laughs> then I have life memes, which are yes. the more you know, insightful. Okay, these are the ones you don't share with me on WhatsApp. I don't share those, no. (laughs) You just send me the funny ones. Um, Sending memes is my love language, Alina. I know. And I appreciate it. And so does everyone. All right, listeners, let's shift gears from all of that serious, deep stuff. Let's do some silly stuff and do funniest moment of the year, which we did do last muck up day and we think it went quite well. People liked it. So Janine, tell us what was the funniest moment of the year for you? Okay. Without a doubt, it was when we were at Tourette's camp, which we obviously mentioned a lot in our episode all around Tourette's syndrome. You, me and my little boy were at Tourette's camp and there was a microphone available one afternoon and no one left in the presentation hall and you and my child decided to do impromptu karaoke and you did editor's songs. (laughs) Now, editors are a UK, what is, what, progressive rock band would you class it as? I don't know. Tom Smith just describes it as miserable music. Yeah. I watched one of their shows live, or not live, I watched a live show on TV and he said... Mm. It was raining. It, I can't remember the festival, but it was pouring rain. And he said, thank you for coming out in this miserable weather to listen to our miserable music. <laughs> I oh, saw funny. an interview with him. So this Tom Smith is the lead singer. I saw an interview with him and he said he's he's quite drawn to making like dark, deep music. Mm. But in, in, in his life, he's actually quite a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. And I really mm. related to that. He's getting it all out in his music, perhaps. Yes. So, yes, this was you and my boy singing editor's songs, which they're not all that, I mean, they're, I don't know, they're probably pretty big in the UK. They're not all that well-known in Australia, but they're one of the few we love bands them. that everyone in our family likes. Yes. You know how it's hard to find something that everybody agrees is good? Yes. Like, and we're talking all generations here. They're, they are really good. Anyway, if listeners are not aware, we're going to put some of their songs into the There already would be, but we'll put some more songs into our playlist. You have to go and listen to them because the reason why is that Tom Smith's vocal range is just out of control. Yes. And that's why the karaoke was so funny because I actually (laughs) cannot sing along to some of their songs. He goes, his vocal range goes so low. I cannot match it. It's when you're trying to impersonate how low he goes, it sounds like a parody because... It we does. just can't go that low. That's why it's but so Alina funny. But Alina can almost do it. You can do it. So I don't know what so came over my us. Boy do not leave a microphone and amplifying an amp unattended while David and I are around and are in the mood to sing editor's songs because that's what we did. Well, listen to this. So I, I went and I did some inner squaring on this. So I went and found a... A source. Now, look, it's not a peer-reviewed source. It's UK <laughs> Daily Mirror. <laughs> they have a summary of UK pop and rock. Who has the best vocal range? So I'm going to give you through. So they give the vocal range in octaves. So Freddie Mercury, lead singer of Queen, we all know. Amazing vocal range, yes? Mm-hmm. His vocal range is 2.92, right? Keep that number mm-hmm. in your head. Now we'll go Elton John. His is 3.0. Mm-hmm. David Bowie, the king, 
3.58. Yes. Kate Bush, incredible vocal range, 3.17. Now Tom Smith, drum roll, 4.75. Whoa. He has, and it's he's listed as number one. They list, I think there's 20, and he is absolutely number one. So it confirms what we thought. And that's why I can't sing along, because my voice cannot stretch to the lows and highs. He can go so low, yet he can go so high. I went and found, so two songs, if people want to go listen to these, I would actually say stop listening to us right now and go and listen to this. <laughs> go and listen to Editors. If you want to hear the low range, go with Papillon, as in the French. Make your words. escape. <laughs> You're my own Papillon. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do it. Well, See, now that was pretty day, deep. So. Um, my dog is just next to me scratching the floor. I don't know if that's going to come through on the recording. Hi, Callie. <laughs> I can see you on the Zoom I think it's screen. muck up day and we don't care, right? No. Good. Um, anyway, she didn't yeah, like so my listen, singing. Go and listen to Papillon and then back it up straight away with editors, what is this thing called love, to hear how high this guy can go. Yeah. Just I'm not going right to do now. one of those. Go and do it. No. Good times. Anytime we go to out together where we're all in the car, we inevitably end up doing editor songs and attempting to sing. Well, we've also that's just become an ongoing joke across the year where we just send each other voice messages of yeah, us trying right. different different um, lines of editor's songs. And yeah, nephew and David terrible. does it too. And he's a, he's a, he's really funny. He's, a, he's quite he's, good. He's a young boy, so it's even harder for him to get that low. <laughs> But the thing with Tom Smith is like some songs, because if you're singing along and he'll go within one song really low to really high, so you can't Oh, yeah. Even, oh, anyway, yeah, go listen to it, everyone. You it's, were meant to find great. a song that exemplified that, but you didn't do that. Oh, so no, that's I went okay. and found a low song people and a high can, song. People can listen to the whole back catalogue of editors. Oh, On the okay. Sister Doctor Squared playlist, you'll find quite a few of their songs. Yeah. Just a plug for that again. It's on Spotify. It's called the Inner Square playlist. By yeah, Janine. and um, my third favourite song of all time is the song Nothing by Editors. Go listen mm, to that. It's a cracker. Indeed. Very good. Are we going to me now? I think we are. Well, I'd have to say that that car karaoke session where we were doing Tom Smith impressions would be up there with one of my funniest moments of the year. <laughs> and then I would say there's another one and it's also music related and it's also mm. one that sparked ongoing jokes and laughter. So a couple of months ago, Mel and I were at a medical centre. Oh, okay. Now I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in the waiting room waiting to go in for an appointment. Now, this medical centre is pretty new. It is schmick. Mm. It's very nice. Okay. Top shelf waiting room furniture and design. Mm. Where is this? It's in the Brisbane CBD. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Now, they are always playing pretty good music <clears throat> at this. Okay at this facility, I don't know who manages the playlist. It's not radio. There's no host, there's no ads, and there's too much of the music is not what you would hear on contemporary commercial radio. Oh, yeah, okay. I.e. it's actually good music. (laughs) And it's so diverse. Someone is making decisions about what gets played and mostly I like their taste, but it's really diverse. Now, on this visit there was... Some Sonic Youth. Oh, nice. Yes. There was some Pink Floyd. Yes. There was Taylor Swift. Okay. There was some Coldplay. Oh, hello. And then there was Conga by Gloria Estefan. (laughs) (laughs) Does everyone know Conga? Janine, will I you sing it, it with because me? you've been doing this to me all year. <laughs> will you sing it with me? That one. So now we were there. Janine's lost it on the Zoom screen. It's just I just tried to picture you sitting in a waiting room, which are usually quite sterile and This is my point. Now, and we were just there following up on some blood tests. Not a big Mm -hmm. deal, but it Mm. could have been, right? Yeah, that's right. And, of course, that got me thinking some people might be there to get some pretty concerning news about their health potentially. (laughs) And there's Gloria Estefan. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I couldn't help but get into it. So there's me <laughs> sitting there in my mask doing a little shimmy in the seat to Congo. Oh, dear. And it did help lighten the mood. <clears throat> Maybe so, that's why they're doing it. Uh, I'll if tell you're feeling you everyone a bit what sad, whenever we're, on. whenever we are together, Alina will hack into the Spotify and just put that song on out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dance around to it. <laughs> And now it's time for our Sister Doctor Squared Award Ceremony. We've paired this one right back. We have. We've just got one very important award to give out. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> and Was that this... free? <laughs> of course. <laughs> So this is the Square of the Year Award. We didn't labour over this one at all, really, because... No, unanimous decision. Yeah. There was one episode from this year that really stood out. You guys really seemed to dig it, and it was by A Country Mile, Mm. our most popular episode to date. It is the most downloaded of all time. Mm. Do we know what it is? Maybe we can hear a little snippet from that episode now. So, for example, I my tics and my Tourette's has been quite mild the last few years mm-hmm. up until this new career trajectory of being a keynote speaker and an ambassador mm-hmm. for Tourette's. Mm-hmm. I'm always talking about it. Yes. I'm always, in, you know, being asked about it. I'm always <laughs> thinking about it. So, therefore, my tics are going through the roof because talking yeah. about it, thinking about it, people asking you questions about it. Yeah, of course. Know, they're, they're triggers. <laughs> so... Yeah, if you ask someone to stop it, they're like, uh-oh, and they're in that little loop of don't do it, don't do it, don't yes. do it, don't do it, which yes. is a huge build-up and then a pop. Yes. Which isn't yeah. good. No, that's right. So I also wanted to raise another misconception, which I did hear a little bit from certain people when, when my boy was first diagnosed, and that's, oh, don't worry, he'll grow out of it. And I, I have some thoughts about this, but I want to ask your thoughts about that sort of statement, Seamus. <clears throat> well, when I was first diagnosed, the doctor did say it would leave by the time I was 18. Mm. Well, I'm 31. Mm. So, and I'm still ticking like a Swiss watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, of course, episode 16 The Truth About Tourette Syndrome with Seamus Evans. Yay! Yes. A very special episode for all three of us, wasn't it, Janine? Yeah, that's right. Of course, Seamus and Janine's little boy both have Tourette syndrome and mm-hmm. we're all engaged in the Tourette syndrome community, which is so cool. Yep. And there we were busting some myths that you can, for example, just decide to stop ticking and mm. that everyone with Tourette syndrome will simply grow out of it. Yeah, we definitely want to thank everyone for engaging with this episode. So much love for this episode. So many people got in touch with us. New connections made through this one. And we were just thrilled to be involved in raising awareness of this syndrome. And Seamus, what a champ. What a champ. Yeah. I think what makes this episode different from the others is someone other than us is in it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking probably more than us. <laughs> and is, yes, featured quite heavily. So <laughs> what Janine and I have taken from this is <laughs> clearly people like us, but they might just want slightly <laughs> less of us. <laughs> Yeah, so right. with that, I am very pleased to announce that the Square of the Year award goes to Mr. Seamus Evans. Yay! Yay! Now, Seamus couldn't be here with us today, but he did <laughs> leave us this touching message. Yes. A woohoo! <laughs> Party time! Square of the year. I mean, I never won anything at school. I always got the participation award. So to win square of the year for Sister Doctor Squared podcast, I mean, I am absolutely floored. There's no trophy that you guys have presented me with. So instead, I've just written down on a post-it note, I am square of the year and I put it on my whiteboard every day to look at to remind myself. No, honestly, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I love the fact that um, my guest appearance on your podcast was like the number one download. That is amazing. And it's so great uh, to have that opportunity to share all of the awareness and information on Tourette syndrome. So thanks so much for having me on. And enjoy Markup Day. For Markup Day at my school, uh, we just water bombed everybody and used to like <laughs> put super glue on chairs and things like that. Everyone always spoke <laughs> about the rumour 
about someone bringing a cow to school and putting him on the top floor because cows can't walk downstairs, they can only walk up. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that was the rumour going around for many, many uh. years. Uh, hey, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I love watching your podcast grow from strength to strength. I mean, you know, how do you get the most award-winning podcast of all time? One episode at a time. How do we live life one day at a time? How do we climb a mountain one step at a time? And how do we live with Tourette syndrome one tick at a time? Thanks so much, guys. Oh, Seamus. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was we good. We love that. What a message. One day at a time. Go, Seamus. Yes. It, we have since sent Seamus a token of our, know, a physical like, oh, token of our appreciation after he reminded <laughs> us that that might be a nice thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Super glue on chairs, that's intense. Yeah. Our water bombing definitely happened when we were at school. I do I was remember just that. I going to say. Seamus' school mucked up in much more creative and destructive ways than ours, it seems. That's right. I know his school, so I'm next time I'm in that area I'm going to work out where would a cow have been put on top Indeed. of the building. <laughs> yeah. Our, we just did water bombs, like you said. Our gags didn't involve any livestock. <laughs> well done, Seamus. And many congratulations. So we cannot have any Sister Doctor Squared awards ceremony without mentioning the Queen, Janine, who is it? Queen Björk. Queen Björk. Yep. And Queen Björk just gets an award for existing yep. and making music. Do and you know just what? being I'm her say, self. For being her authentic self. I'm not even joking. Yes. And She's also very because, inspirational. That's right. Also because we said last mock-up day that Björk will get an award every year for yep. whatever reason we decide at the time. <laughs> yep. And we also have to mention the amazing... Adrian Diary, composer yes. and sound design extraordinaire who does all of the mastering of audio for this podcast and has mastered yes. every episode for the year. Thank you so much to Adrian. Yes. Massive thank you, Adrian. Indeed. And Adrian is super cool. He is involved in many exciting things. I suggest mm-hmm. you follow Adrian on social media and perhaps Mm. visit Adrian's website to keep abreast of exciting things to come. Yes, you can find links to that on our our website. So congrats, Seamus. We love you, Björk, and thank you, Adrian. Yay. And now, as is tradition, before we Mm. move to wrapping things up, we've got to do In a Square... We do. So, Janine, please tell us what have you got a regular inner square? Have you got like a grand finale? I have a end new one. In a square, I have had a very big inner square moment recently. Right. I was having a debate with a friend. He stated that he likes to give candles as gifts, mm-hmm. and he stated that all women love candles. Well, that's quite a general statement, isn't it? Yes. And I went, yeah, no, I don't think that's true. And he disputed this. So I went, well, I'm going to collect some data. Of course I am, Alina. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, I have to say, I I remember you asking this of me. I did. Now, I didn't get ethics approval for this study, but I did get consent from all participants for these data to be shared with you now on the podcast. Very good. And including some of the qualitative responses, which I thought were very illuminating. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, wow. You've, quite, you've gone to a bit of effort here. All right. <laughs> okay. So, so here we go. So, yes. So I, I've broken this down into yes, neutral or no, all right? So okay. the question is, do you like to receive candles as gifts? Who's Alina, your population? Only, Did you only ask women? I only asked women because that was what was being debated. Okay. The yeses... 40%. 40% yet said yes, but there were a lot of caveats to this. Yes, I, I had a caveat. Soon. I you said did. yes. Everyone who said yes had a caveat. Mm. Now, to summarise the caveats, it was basically it has to be high quality with a very yeah. nice or neutral scent. It can't be overpowering or have an artificial scent. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just wondering if maybe a lot of the candles that I've had have been there. I don't think you know a good candle, Janine. No, no, look, like, just wait. Just wait. I have more to say on this. <laughs> neutral. 30% were neutral. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. eh, okay, I'll, I'll have one, but, you know, feeling quite How many, what's your popu- What's your sample size? Sample size is 10. 
<laughs> I was hoping oh you wouldn't ask me that. Uh, but I feel this is representative. And look, I'm happy to keep asking. And <laughs> look, the question I was taught, the, the phrase was, all women love candles. I have proven it wrong because I have. Sure. 30% Alina said, absolutely no, I do not want a candle as it yes. is. Yes. For any reason. Yes. Okay. So the statement is wrong. Not all mm. women love candles. Well done, Janine. Are Thank you going to write this up? Will you? you... <laughs> the Journal of Janine's BS. <laughs> yes, right. I had wait, said. Wait, I have qualitative data here. I need to share. What would you oh, like okay. to say? Okay. All right. I mean, this also just gives an insight into some of the friends I roll with, right? <laughs> <laughs> because this was just this was just gold. Okay. So here we go. Okay, there's a lot of qualifiers on this question. It depends who the gift is from, how well you know them, and how much you like them. I would not be happy with a candle from a long-term partner. I would expect something more meaningful. Mm. That was someone who said they did like candles. I totally agree. I get that. And I do like a candle, but it needs to be a high-quality candle. It's not just any candle. Here's another qualitative piece of data. A nice candle is expensive, so I'd rather receive one as a gift than have to pay for one myself. Yes, that is a very good point. I think, I think that was perhaps where you might fall, Alina. Uh, yes, I really do enjoy a $50 candle, but I must say to cough that up for myself for a candle, yeah, it's a bit much. Yeah, see, for me, I go, if I need to spend or someone else needs to spend that much money for me to like it, I would rather than spend that much money on something else. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, give it to a charity, seriously. You're not in, you, you're not into smelly things. That's what it is for me. No, I enjoy yeah, the I smell of true. them throughout mm. the house. No, I don't like strong smells. That's true. That That mm. is another confounding so, variable here. That's what um, it is. Here, listen to otherwise, this Otherwise, what is it for? They're just there for it to be a light source when the power goes out? Well, that's okay, I guess. But I've got I've got a rechargeable um, battery candle thing for that. Yeah, Janine's, so, uh, Janine's I mean, battery on that front. I don't need that. All right, listen to this one. This was potentially my most favourite qualitative piece of data I got. I wouldn't ask for one. I'd be surprised to receive one. I'm unlikely to ever use one, but they can smell nice and be good for regifting. <laughs> <laughs> Very practical. I know, that was funny. And this was, this was great. Sorry if I muddy your data, but ask participants if they take baths because I think there would be a correlation between lighting candles and taking baths. Well, let's do it that right now with our sample of two. Mm. Janine, do you like baths? Yes. Oh, I didn't think you did. Yeah, I like baths. Okay. You don't have See? you don't frequently have a bath though as a relaxation. I don't have a lot of time exercise. for baths, but I do okay. like them. Mm. Um, okay, so look, what I learned in this research was that liking candles as gifts was correlated with liking candles in general. <laughs> Probably not that surprising. <laughs> <laughs> that is not <laughs> profound. I also, this is on a serious note, I did reflect on a dislike of getting candles could be correlated with the fear of having a house fire, of which I've had one. I have had a very serious house fire. I think this could be part of it, Alina. Yes, fair enough. And I think people with, people with young children probably don't yes. want to have candles around the house as well. Yes. In sum, I think it is a risky gift unless you know for a fact that the person likes candles. If you know they like them and they're into them, go to town. But make sure you purchase a good quality one. And if, if you're thinking about it for me, just send that money to a charity. And Or I give it also... to Janine so she can re-gift it to Alina. Me. Oh, yeah, okay, do that. That's yeah. fine. And I'd like to read out the quote that you sent. I don't remember exactly what you I said. You said to okay. me, just give yourself permission to love yourself, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> but this, that was after some oh. back and forth about how you don't like candles and I, you just don't yeah. get it and... I but yeah, no, I think you. I think it is the I think the house fire is potentially playing a role here. I really did think about that because I was like, mm. well, even if it smelled good and it wasn't too expensive, and I, I I still don't really want a candle on in my house. I think that's what it is. It's fair enough, Janine. You do you. You be your authentic self and exactly. hate on candles as much as you want to. Give them all to me as okay. long as they're good quality. Okay. If they're not, then no. Save those for when the power goes out and you need. 
a light source to be able to find. No, I already your way have around. my. I have this really cool torch Dad gave me, which has a rechargeable battery that's always charged, and it's great. And I don't need a candle for that. Okay. I, I guess you he didn't you give you one of those. You Sorry, do. Alina. <laughs> I no. You do you. I will, Alina. That's that's my inner square moment for this episode. That's exceptionally square. I know. I'm passing small, the baton to you. You did a small study. This is why we need open access science because people <laughs> need to have the opportunity to hear about what you just learned. <laughs> All right, so Alina, would you like to share your inner square? Well, Janine, actually, because it's muck up day, mm. I'm actually going to do a dumbass moment. I'm going to give you <gasps> one. Oh, now, you haven't done one of these yet. I haven't done one of these yet. You're not listeners, often a dumbass, that's why. Listeners may remember Janine first introduced this segment in episode 17 of Going With mm. Your Gut mm-hmm. when she foolishly failed to realise that she needed to empty the water container from her new dryer. <laughs> hey, on that, several people have said to me, they're glad they're not the only one. <gasps> there you go. It's happened multiple See, this, times, so I'd feel a lot better about that. And this is why we need to share these moments. This segment's doing some good already. It now, is. I have to admit, previously I was a bit unsure about revealing our inner dumbass to mm. people listening to this science podcast <laughs> hosted by two PhDs. <laughs> I but, think that's why it's important, though. Well, I'm getting into the spirit now because... It's muck up day and I'm being my authentic self and I'm tired and I don't care. So (laughs) this, yep, that's right. This thing happened when I was sick with COVID. So hence why my brain may not have been operating at its usual capacity. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with me, (laughs) Mel and I were watching the show Mayor of Easttown. Do you know this one? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. It's a... <laughs> it's for, not a funny show. No, I don't know no, what I'm you're... I'm getting con- to it. So okay. for listeners, it's a limited series, like murder thriller with Kate Winslet. Mm. She's yeah, so it's cool. good. Um, anyway, we were probably a full episode in and I turned to Mel and asked her, Mel, what does this whodunit American crime drama have to do with rabbit relatives? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so, it's, yes, she looked at me kind of like how you're looking at me now. Yeah. Justifiably confused. Because in my <laughs> head, I had confused mare with hair, H-A-R-E. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Um, and I realised this as soon as I verbalised my question and we just lost our minds laughing, oh. which for me was super painful and turned into a huge coughing attack because of my COVID. <laughs> I had confused hair and mare. Oh, which, man, a mare is a female horse, right? At least you could have gone with horse. Well, see, exactly. So it was somehow animals. I had confused hair and mare, which is enough on its own as a stupid thing. But what is funniest about this is people who've watched it will know that the mayor in Mayor of Easttown is referring to Kate Winslet's character. Yeah, that's Her name right. is Mayor for Marianne. <laughs> and I knew this. And everyone calls her that I was from the beginning. The <laughs> and somehow what was on my mind was still jackrabbits and hares. Oh, that is so funny. I am crying. I think um, that that's not... That's not normal for you, Alina. I think that is probably COVID-related brain fog and brain inflammation. Well, the reason all I was doing that day was binge-watching stuff was because I was mm. pretty sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that did help to lighten the mood. Not, how not long the show. Were you, there's, how there's long were you thinking this while you were watching it? I guess it was the full episode. And also, <laughs> leading up, also leading up to it because I'd seen it on my, you know, streaming app. I'd seen it and thought, oh, I'll watch that. I like Kate Winslet. Yes, I'll watch that at some time. Thinking, oh, I wonder I wonder what that's about. What's, what's the mayor of Easttown mean? I like Kate Winslet and rabbits. <laughs> I like Kate Winslet and rabbits too. <laughs> I 
All right. So we've got to wrap this up soon. The year is coming to a close. Janine, what are you doing over the break? So I'm going to do some things around my place. So I'm going to start up a little veggie patch in my yard, particularly with salad leaves, because I hate buying the, you know, lettuce and things in the plastic. Sure. And you always buy more than you need. So Mm. yeah, I'm going to get into that. And I got Especially really now cool. that they've ceased the soft plastics recycling. Oh, Mel and no. I don't know what to do with ourselves. I'm just hoarding it all. Oh, what so are you really? doing? I, everyone I talk to is doing the same thing because I can't bring myself to throw it in the bin. Yeah. So I don't know. Is, this, is that Australia-wide or is it just yes. in Queensland? No, mm. it's Australia-wide. So any international listeners, this is our soft plastics recycling called Red Cycle where... I try not to purchase a lot of stuff in soft plastics as it is, but it's really hard and at least it had a way to divert it from landfill and now we've lost it. Yeah, you can't avoid it 100%. Yeah, that's made me really stressed, to be honest. But anyway. Keep hoarding it, Janine, just like you did with your little milk containers. Uh, well, look, uh, there's got to be a solution eventually. It's, there they will bring it back. We just don't It'll know come, when. Yeah, so I'm just going to look. If you want to store yours in my garage, go to town. We'll create we a little store hours in our garage. Okay. I also got some really nice secondhand chairs for my deck, some wooden chairs, and they're, they're, they're like a bit worn, they're a bit old, so I've gotten some advice on how I need to sand and oil them, bring them up. I'm going to do well, that. Well, that's, that's a nice good. project. Yeah. And then I want to start a group that goes out to collect wild food. Hmm. Now I've got the book here. I've mentioned this to you, Alina. The book is called Eat Weeds, A Field Guide to Foraging, How to Identify, Harvest, Eat and Use Wild Plants by Mm. Diego Bonetto. I got it from the library because it was recommended. It's so awesome. I'm absolutely going to buy it. It's an Australian book. So people overseas, you'll have to have a look and see what kind of equivalent things exist. It has a whole chapter on sea vegetables and how you can go and harvest them. Yes. So I want to start a group that goes and does this because I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm trying to find some other people that maybe do, but the book is quite helpful. That sounds super fun. I know. If there's any squares in the Brisbane region who want to get involved, get in touch with us because I'm going out there. I'm going out to Moreton Bay and I'm going to collect some seaweed and I'm going to eat it. Good on you. Wow. Are you, in, are you going to be in on this? Sure. The, you awesome. can add that to my list of what I'm doing. Right. And we're doing lots of family activities. We're going to the cricket. We're going to the test oh, match. Yeah. yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also going to go to Janine's place to help whatever, with whatever she just said about something about her chairs. I've just invited myself to that. Oh, yeah. Because that okay, sounded cool. like fun. So actually, yeah, I'm going to come and do that. Yeah, it's like a working bee. Sure. That yeah, sounds great. Okay, so before we say goodbye, Janine, we need an update from you on the podcast. Where are we placed? Where are we sitting? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you may remember when we were first getting started with this, we already had over 300 topics in our I try not to. (laughs) By the end of last year, we had gotten up to 446. Now I can report that we're sitting on 571. Oh, my god! So, again, adding to it much more rapidly. Higher rate than we're getting through them all, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, what do we get through in a year? Ten-ish? <laughs> we try to. Well, I don't know. I mean, even ten a year, that's 57 years of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and we will add more. Even in the next, I mean, just in the last week, you sent me two or three things just this week. Yeah, I saw some interesting You're things contributing that were to this. Don't get, don't blame me for this number. <laughs> All right, so, but so next year, um, some things that will be coming up are we want to look into bedtime procrastination. Mm. People probably can already have a bit of an idea of what that might might be. But yeah, that's really interesting, and we want to get into some of that psychology. A bit more into epigenetics, a really, really interesting field in genetics. Um, Flow state. What is flow state? And is it the secret to being happy? And productive. Yeah. And ASMR. What is that? Why is it so popular? What's what's, What's going on there? Yeah. Just a few things. And we're going to start a new segment next year. Are we? We are. Do you remember that I teased this in the very, very, I think in our intro episode, that we, we wanted to talk about what can we all learn from David Bowie, the king? Oh, yeah, It's coming. It's coming. I've remembered about it. We're going to do it. I have so, no idea what that's going to involve, Janine. 
I'll discuss that with you offline. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We really want to thank everyone for listening this year and thanks everyone especially for engaging in the podcast throughout the year. And I want to do a special shout out to Dr. Aline Schmidt and Professor Carol Borovecki. Sorry if I've mispronounced that. I I think it it was Borovecki, yeah. Yes. Well, I have... Alina, you're meant to be part Polish. Come on. I have a 10-letter Polish surname. I know how it feels. (laughs) That's why I'm (laughs) apologising. But they had some very kind words about our podcast after we covered their research in episode 19 on music and emotion. Dr. Eileen Smith said, journal articles can be quite heavy on the stomach. So instead of reading, listen here to a great feature of our recent research. Mm. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, that was lovely. Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that episode on music and emotion was our most listened to in the first week of release. It even went past Tourette's syndrome for the first week. It did, yeah. So that one really hit the ground running and went off. So thank you so much. And I need to do a mea culpa for mispronouncing a word in that episode. Mm. Tamba, referring to the tone or quality of an instrument or voice, not timber, as it's written. Mm. Mm. the music, the hardcore musicians out there would have picked me up on that. So, Mm -hmm. yes. That's okay. We forgive you, Alina. Always learning, Janine. Always learning. That's what it's all about. All right. Have you got anything else you want to say, Janine? Yeah. I mean, if people want to buy us a coffee via Kofi, that would be be lovely. Thank you to those who have, including some people doing monthly coffees. That's very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, We'd love you to rate and review the podcast. Thank you to all those people that did that as well this year. Really awesome to hear your thoughts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll put some things up over the break so you can see what we're up to. And we'll be back next year. We will. To try and attack that 571 item list. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy your time off if you are taking time off over the Christmas and New Year period. And just do you. Everyone out there, just do you. That's it. Do whatever you want. Be your authentic self. And we'll see you in 2023. Bye. Bye.